Beat on Audio, the podcast for writers and all who are interested in books, literature and the printed word. Write on Audio has moved to a weekly format, splitting our content into shorter themed podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so you don't miss any of our editions. Write on Audio Writing Tips. Inspiring your writing by sharing tips from prominent authors. Our March writing tips are from Claire Buckle. Claire's short stories have appeared in a variety of magazines, including Woman's Weekly, My Weekly and The People's Friend. They have also been published in small press journals such as Scribble and in anthologies, including Spread the Words City of Stories. After completing a course of pen-to-print playwriting workshops, she wrote a 10-minute play which was performed at Barking's Broadway Theatre as part of a competition and, to her delight, was awarded first place in an audience vote. Here's Claire to introduce her writing tips. Hello to all fellow writers and anyone who hasn't yet put pen to paper but has a desire to do so. Wherever you are on your journey, I hope my short story writing tips will help you on your way. Type writing tips into any search engine and you'll discover a Pandora's box full of conflicting advice. So it occurred to me that as Write-On's current theme is contradictions in its many forms, I'd look at three examples of different writing advice and tell you what works for me. Write for yourself versus write for an audience. The writer Melinda Haynes is quoted as saying, forget all the rules, forget about being published, Write for yourself and celebrate writing. I agree with the advice if you're happy to keep the work to yourself. If you're writing a journal, for example, or you're a best-selling author whose fans will read anything you write. But if you want to submit your stories for publication, you must bear the readers in mind. This is especially important if you're submitting to magazines that print fiction. You should read those magazines and understand the sort of stories they publish. For example, Women's Weekly will print more contemporary stories than The People's Friend who favour gentle tales and state in their guidelines to avoid content that might upset their readers. My tip is to find a balance. Certainly enjoy the writing process, otherwise what's the point? But write about something that interests you and weave it into a story that captures your reader. I always write a story that I would like to read. I should add that it's vital to carefully follow all the guidelines, whether you're sending to a magazine or a competition. Submit a piece of work in the wrong font or in double spacing when it should be single and your story may well be discarded. Write every day versus take time out. I believe there's more advice out there suggesting we should write every day than advising to take time off. Attempting to write daily can lead to guilt if you miss a day or don't complete the target of works you've set yourself. For many people, establishing a routine is vital, but it's never worked for me. Find what works for you and don't feel anxious if circumstances prevent you from having a daily writing practice. My tip would be to establish a goal instead. For example, I might decide I'd like to get a story out to a magazine by a certain date so I work towards that. One day, I might have several hours I can spend on that story, whereas the next few days are taken up by other demands. Years ago, I attended a weekend workshop run by an award-winning novelist. 
At that time, I had three teenage daughters at home and just a couple of my stories had been published. The novelist asked me how I prepared to write, saying he meditated for 20 minutes before he put pen to paper. I admitted I wrote when I had the chance and that 20 minutes might be all the time I could spare on a certain day to dedicate to writing. For me, meditation was a luxury at the end of my weekly yoga class. Nowadays, I have more time, but still have family commitments and hobbies, such as learning the piano at almost 65, never having read music. This is a new challenge. I mull over a story in my head for days or even weeks, yet still consider this part of the writing process. I write in my head whilst walking the dog or doing the ironing, so I suppose it is a form of multitasking meditation. As Agatha Christie said, the best time for planning a book is while you're doing the dishes. Edit as you write versus don't edit until you've finished the draft. Much of the advice on editing your work is in favour of editing once you have completed a substantial amount of writing or, if you're writing a short story, once the first draft is finished. Apparently, editing uses a different side of the brain to the creative process of writing and to do both is, as one website put it, destructive. A writer can get stuck in the pursuit of perfection and cannot move forward. And yet, editing as I go along works for me, and my tip is not to be put off by advice that tells you otherwise. I don't mean I ponder over every sentence I write, but I scribble down the start of a story, having, as I've already mentioned, thought it through. Once I've done that, I start typing it up. I might only have the first few paragraphs handwritten, but once on the keyboard, I edit those as I go along, and then continue with the story, going back and forth with changes. This process clarifies the plot and gives me a clear picture of how to move on with the story. When I've left a story unfinished, I'll go over what I've written when I next open the file and edit before continuing. The Irish novelist Anne Enright says, I work the sentences and the rhythms all the time. I can't move on from a bad sentence. It gets more and more painful, like leaving a child behind you on the road. I wouldn't go as far as that, but I can't move on from a chunk of the story I feel isn't working. There is one tip I doubt any writer would contradict. Whenever you have an idea for a story, or if anything comes to mind you want to add to one you're writing, write that idea down. If you remember before you go out, pop a notebook and pen into your pocket or bag, although I'm afraid I've never got into that habit, or make a note of it on your phone, which is what I do. If you don't, that inspiration will likely vanish. To end, I'd like to add that you should never think you're not good enough to write. Thank you for listening and happy writing. Thank you to Claire for these inspiring and insightful tips. If you'd like to learn more about Claire, we'll print links in the show notes for this podcast. Join us next week for a listener contribution from playwright and write-on team member Lucy Kaufman. We're always delighted to read your contributions. So if you'd like to see your words in Write On or hear them on this podcast, please get in touch. We'll share this link and all others mentioned in today's podcast as part of our show notes. I've been Tiffany Clare and you've been listening to Write On Audio. Write On Audio is produced by Chris Gregory and it's an alternative stories production for pen to print. 